Hello and welcome into another episode on the Labumba Pastors Blog. I'm Masumba Jonathan. Today's lesson is a rebroadcast from our series from the book of Proverbs. The title of the lesson is Hasty Speakers, and our text to begin is Proverbs chapter 29, verse 20, which says this, Do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. This is the second type of person Proverbs describes as being hopeless. Earlier, we looked at this proverb, which has similar wording to today's. Proverbs 26, verse 12 says, Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Today's hopeless person is the person who speaks quickly. In American culture, there is an expression that describes this behavior as putting your foot in your mouth. It refers to getting yourself into an embarrassing and regrettable position by saying what you should not have said. We've already received much instruction on the use of the tongue in this book, but let's remind ourselves of some of those things which correlate directly with our verse from today. Psalm 39 verse 1 says, I said, I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle so long as the wicked are in my presence. James chapter 3, verse 2 says, For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. Both these verses talk about the need for controlling our speech as part of controlling our actions. Often, it is much easier to not do something than it is to not say something. What I mean is that we can restrain ourselves from striking a person we are upset with, but we will use our tongue to insult them. Somehow, people disconnect themselves from the impact of their words. We think saying something negative is less than doing something negative. But Jesus warns us in Matthew 5 like this. This is verse 21 and 22 of Matthew 5. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. If we are honest, we should all feel condemned by this statement. According to Jesus, We've all committed murder because we've all been angry with another person, we've all insulted another person, and we've all called someone a fool at one point or another. Because it's harder to control our words than our actions, perfect self-control really begins with control over our words. So how do I transform the content of my words? Well, where do our words come from? In Matthew 15, verse 18, we read, but what comes out of, the, out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. To clean up our speech, we must clean up our hearts. How do we do that? We wash our hearts with the good and holy content of God's word. Ephesians 5.26 says that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Psalm 119 has many verses which speak to this topic. In verse 9 to 11, verses 15 and 16, 
verse 20 and verse 67 of Psalm 119, we read these things. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. My soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all times. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. If we do these things, we will begin to see this type of transformation occurring in our communication. Ephesians 5.19 says, Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Good theology filling our minds and kicking out the old and empty things we used to feed ourselves with will have a transforming effect on what comes out of us. I once heard a Christian man give testimony that he really struggled with using bad language. The man was a builder, and he was used to a rough crowd and rough language. When he got saved, he was grieved by how much bad language would still come out of him. He said he began to consume God's word, and gradually this changed the way he spoke. He said one day he was shocked when he accidentally smashed his thumb with a hammer while working, and instead of cursing, he just said, ouch, from the pain. We too can get much better control of our words when we fill our hearts with the things of God. The Bible says that's where our words come from. If we feed our hearts with worldly content, what do you think will come from us in those opportunities to say the wrong thing? We will probably say the wrong thing. Let's conclude with this instruction from James 1.19, where we read, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Think before you speak. Is God pleased with what I'm going to say? Have I understood the situation fully before giving my opinion? Would it be best to say nothing at all in this situation? Those are all good questions to help us be slow to speak. It is very rare to have experiences where we regretted not saying something, but it is quite common to regret what we did say. Let's apply these principles, wash our hearts, and clean up our conversation. God bless you all.